All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Period Chats podcast. I am so excited. We have Dinara on with us today. She's a women's health coach. She's a TEDx speaker and a menstrual educator. So I couldn't think of a more perfect fit to come talk to us about the period stigma. But Dinara, you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, thanks, Kate. I am excited to be here. I think you've highlighted all of my star achievements. (laughs) (laughs) which is I am certified women's health coach and I recently did a TED talk because I got so passionate about periods and I was looking for a place where I can talk to more women and make bigger impacts and that has led me to the TEDx stage which has always been somewhat of a dream but I thought I'd get to that level when I'm like 50 and mega wise but actually I just found the topic that I'm mega passionate about and got a chance to share it and I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. It's like such a big accomplishment. And I'm going to link the um, TED Talk in our show notes. It's a really good one that kind of addresses what we're going to be talking about in this episode, which is just, you know, we talk about it a lot, but like the period stigma and kind of how do you need to navigate that and how to get more in touch and kind of fall in love with your menstrual cycle versus kind of being ashamed of it. 100%. Um, Okay, so first of all, how did you get started in this period world? I love to hear how we all end up here. Yeah, and I think we more often than not is our personal story. So for me specifically, my story started when I was in sort of my early 20s. I used to have a mega painful period, but this one particular time it got so bad that I had to call in an ambulance because I thought that my appendix has ruptured and I basically thought I was dying. Um, I lost all blood on my face and my mom was like, you are so pale, something is going on. So we ended up getting the doctors in, the ambulance has arrived And they checked me, they did their thing. And then they told me that, don't worry, this is just period cramps. This happens to everybody. And you should count your lucky stars because for many women, it actually goes for longer than one day. But with you, here's the painkillers, it's going to go away. And then that sort of of like gave me the belief that perhaps this is normal. Having spoken to my mom, having spoken to my grandmom, they're like, yeah, this is just runs in our families. And nobody has ever challenged the notion that it might not be normal, nor have I until sort of the years later. So my journey after that pain, naturally, as many women do, I went to the doctor's got prescribed the birth control pill, got on it, super excited, finally no pain. And then my period came and so did the pain, but so did many other symptoms. I began to gain weight. I'm not particularly overly anxious person, but I began to notice that my mental health was become a little fragile. And it was like, something is off. And the only thing that changed at that point was the birth control pill. So I got off of it, went back to the doctors and they're like, better solution. We've got an IUD. Let's try that. So then I've tried the IUD. And then I, um, once again, and different sort of set of symptoms developed. And then I'm like, I just don't think this is, this is right. And kind of left it at that and was like, I'm going to get off of it. And I'm just going to try to fix myself. And that began the healing journey in parallel to that. I was struggling with just very resistance to weight loss. I've been doing a lot of diet. I've been doing lots of exercise. I've been, um, I've been having painful periods. So all of these things were happening and I was sort of addressing the wrong issue because I was trying to address my weight loss through dieting and over-exercising. But actually until I had a conversation with a friend and I remember this very distinctly and she's like, so how are your periods? And I'm like, I hate it. I wish them away. I wish I was a boy. And then, um, and she's like, no, but the periods aren't meant to be painful. And I think that's sort of like 
send off all sorts of alarm bells in my head. And I'm like, there is no way. So then I began looking into period health, began looking into hormonal health. And by addressing my periods, the rest of the symptoms got figured out. So the weight came off. I got the energy back. Uh, my mental health, I became, I, I saw it improve sort of in front of me. And I was, and then I realized I'm like, there is something with hormones and why are we not educated about this so dove deep into it and now I do this as my full-time career that's so amazing I mean you touched on so many things I want to unpack but you know first off like that dismissal of pain so like yeah you were in so much pain that you're like I need to go to the hospital I'm like I've been there I had an ovarian cyst rupture in college oh and I thought the same thing I thought that my appendix had ruptured and so that dismissal of pain, like it stays with you. You kind of like, oh, it's normal and I'm not going to question it. So it's awesome that you did. 100%. And I think so many women, I've put up a TikTok when I just shared my story of what happened and the amount of comments I heard. And I think one of the girls sent me, she's like, I cried when I saw this because I felt this, but I thought I was by myself. And I think the problem is when we don't talk about this sort of things, because when we don't talk about these things, they become, we begin to catastrophize it in our minds. And we think we're the only ones suffering, which then makes you feel alone, shameful, taboo. Don't talk about your periods. But actually the work that you and I do in this community does is um, just talk about your bodies. There's, it opens for vulnerability and you'd be surprised how much other person actually wants to talk about it, but just doesn't seem it may be appropriate. So actually taking away the stigma and opening up the conversation can create leaps and bounds of progress. Yeah. I think that's like one of the most important things is like, if we can't talk about it, you can't help people kind of navigate their health journey. So that's such a good point. So you gave a really cool overview of some history in your Ted talk, just kind of, of like where this period stigma has come from, like how it's changed over time. So would you mind kind of touching on that? Like, cause the view of periods has changed so much over the decades and centuries that they've been around. Yeah, um, now that the tech talk happened a few months ago, let me see if I can recall the exact chronological order of it. But basically, through ancient years, way, way, way back in the day, periods used to be considered to have this magical powers. They thought that they can actually heal leprosy is from, from the things that I was able to read. So they're like, this blood is so sane. If you're going to get it, you're going to cure all the sort of things. And then um, the Middle Ages came in and the church came in and all the, um, and the big established sort of religion came in and all of a sudden periods went from being something that is going to save the world to something that is actually toxic and there's some crazy things that I did my research when I was doing my research for TEDx that some of the things that people used to believe that it can make men impotent and can actually make the crops wither like there's been this and women on their periods were considered to be have this witchy qualities and they actually uh, create this like um, they can create the negative I don't know negative bad harvest basically there was a lot of stigma that got associated with it the stories that got built up to it and that carried on for into today's day and age when we talk about the periods is like something that you talk about you're whispering about things or you're hiding your pads you're hiding the tampons I remember going to the shop and now I think about it and I think it's absolute madness but I used to hide the tampons I just wouldn't make the eye contact with the cashier while they scan my pads like what <laughs> I've been there too like I I mean I even have to like pep talk myself so like it is a normal thing just put it on the counter like it, when, as a teenager, it was like the scariest thing ever to have to go in there and buy them by yourself. 
hundred percent. And you're like kind of asking, maybe somebody will get it. But now, gosh, if I go through the cashier, like, you know, there is a self-checkout and there's a person that can scan it. I'll go to the person that can scan it. I'll just stare at them. I'll be like, talk to me. It's <laughs> healing. It's healing. Let's see where we at now. But um, actually, I actually don't think anybody cares as much as you do. And no. it's all, no, all in our head. And if we get comfortable with our bodies, if we understand our bodies, we get so much able to talk about it so much more open fashion that it creates it creates for a conversation but yeah so it ran deep like all the stories that run with our with with what period period meant to us up until now and only now that we're seeing this movement and people that are talking more about these things and one of the examples that i give in my ted talk there's this um she's a singer her name is kieran gandhi and she ran a marathon without a pan or uh, pan or pad or tampon and she did it because she didn't want it to get like um she didn't want to get the mark and like the chafing and so that the material would get burned but actually it ended up being such a good symbol of the fact that yes women bleed and yes this happens but it doesn't stop us from things but at the same time another thing another sort of coin of it is but some women also feel a little bit of a lower energy during this time and it's okay to honor our body's fluctuations and give ourselves selves time off but like the period is definitely not a stop to anything like you can do whatever you want women are super powerful yeah and you know what i'm gonna link the episode with helen from wild Eye on i in here because she talked about that too like it's okay to rest but also if you want to run a marathon you can like it doesn't have to hold you back. And I can see that image in my head. I remember all the awesome photos of her um, from running that marathon. And like, she really did a lot to normalize that kind of stigma. Yeah, I don't even think she quite realized it, but that what she was doing initially, but it actually really, it helped it. And I think the outpour of support shows the hunger for this message, shows how we like fed up with hiding our bodies, shows that it's okay to do these things and like this is the our period blood has like the most medical um it's very in medical field it's considered to be very rich as far as the nutrients go and the blood if comes from our arm that's considered normal but all of a sudden that is the most sort of healthy blood that comes um just because from where it comes from it becomes this dirty thing but actually like is it well it's kind of crazy that like all life really comes from like either a misperiod, like comes from a period and we have this negative connotation like it can literally create life but it's I don't know it's really crazy to me to unpack that that then it's dirty as a period but it's beautiful as a baby or like whatever these different stereotypes are that we put on women and menstruators that's yeah that is very true and I think women get a lot neglected whenever they go to their doctors when they want to talk about periods and the conversation is very different if you want to have a baby but actually one doesn't exist without the other you got to have a healthy cycle if you want to have a healthy baby so it's sort of like this is the the link that we need to draw that unless whether you want to get pregnant or you don't your cycle is mega important for your overall health yeah so let's dive into that when you're working with somebody new and you're kind of starting from the beginning of teaching them about why their cycle is important and why we need a period and why we need ovulation. Kind of where do you start with that when you're working with someone? Um, Initially, I'm just curious about what do people's relationship with their period is in general, just to see, just to gauge the level of comfort of um, like where are they at. Typically, people that do come to me usually are 
more excited and open to talk about it, knowing that this is the stuff that I talk about, but we get on the same level of understanding that the period is sort of, it's a normal stage of life. And then you just try to understand the symptoms. And a lot of our symptoms lead from our lifestyle. So for a lot of women with painful periods, with cramping and so on, it usually happens of a condition called estrogen dominance. And then we go into trying to understand the hormones, what's the fluctuations, how do they rise, fall, and what happens within your body. And then I typically break down different phases of our cycle because it's very distinct. A woman is not the same from one week to the next, uh, both creatively, as far as productivity, desire to be social, alone, our food, desire for exercise, we're different. So a lot of the time with women begins from awareness standpoint and actually being able to point out where they are in their cycle is a very powerful notion of what's happening with my body. Because one of the most common things that I hear from women is that I have no idea what my body is doing from one day to the next. I feel like I don't trust myself. But like your body changes. It's very different from one week to the next. So when you experience these fluctuations and you don't know what's actually causing it, you would think it's going crazy. But actually there's a very perfect rhyme or reason to why it happens and bringing an awareness to that and truly getting them synced in with their hormonal fluctuations and different phases of the cycle um, tends to move mountains as far as awareness and health. Yeah. It's so funny. We were just talking about this last night. We had some people over for dinner and we were talking about how just cycle, like base level, just starting to track your cycle. We're so hard on ourselves. And so there's Mm. certain times of the month, you know, like, why am I so tired or why will my brain not do this creative task or, you know, why can't I focus? And when you track your cycle and like, for me, if I'm like mid luteal phase, I'm like, okay, I actually am going to incorporate more breaks today, take some walks, like do some light exercise. So when you're kind of working with someone is what's the first step? Is it like tracking your cycle or how do you think you really get started? Cause I know a lot of people listening are like, this sounds awesome. I want to do this, but like, how do I even start this journey? Yeah. So you start tracking your cycle and you begin tracking from the day that your period begins, because that's the most obvious part of your period when it's a full flow. And then you basically track from there on the apps do a great job. Um, things like flow living clue. There's so many variety of health app on your iPhone. There's so many different places that allow you to track um, your cycle to understand what's going on. But I usually like to take it a little bit of a level deeper and get them to, I actually like an old fashioned pen and paper or spreadsheet where people write a bit more of their symptoms because your app tells you when your period begins. So quite often we have this notion where we mix up what's our menstrual cycle and what's our period, thinking that perhaps it's the same thing when the two are actually very different. Period is a small part of your cycle, sort of like the grand finale of the entire hormonal fluctuations. So we begin to track on paper and I want to track the symptoms. So I want you to become aware of where your energy levels are, where your food needs are and where you exercise I usually would give some suggestions as to what might happen, but sort of to give an idea. So after your period ended, which lasts three to five days, you go into your follicular phase, which goes for about seven to 10 days. Then you go into ovulation, which is three to four days. And then after ovulation for about a couple of weeks, that's your luteal phase until your period arrives again. So just being aware that those changes happen and when they happen, um, sort of creating the awareness. And usually because I can talk about syncing food with your cycle and syncing exercise with your cycle sort of all day, but the information is 
quite overwhelming. So I think it's baby steps. It's like in a follicular phase, let's eat a little bit more of raw vegetables, lighter grains and um just one vegetable let's just add one vegetable during this time then in the ovulatory phase which is our sort of inner hot season so to balance that out let's eat more raw raw vegetables to also help excess that exit that excess estrogen in the luteal phase typically the reason that you have your cravings during this time is because your metabolism speeds up so let's add complex carbohydrates let's add a sweet potato one of those days and then during your period giving that you're losing all that blood and losing all that iron let's add stuff that's rich in iron and minerals and what i usually tell my women is that tracking your cycle is like a gift that keeps on giving it's only going to get better you're only going to get deeper understanding of your body so be patient with yourself, no shame, guilt, just accept what's coming and write it down so we can like see. And if the issue is serious, this document is going to be mega important for your doctor to see because you could see the patterns because we kind of like work in patterns. So these things will, it'll, it'll continue coming up at the same time. And I think creating that awareness for many women is just mind blowing. Like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's no, like so not. empowering when you're like, oh my gosh, like there's a pattern. Like my cycle is predictable and my moods are like, cause I think yeah. before I started cycle tracking, I felt like my life was out of control. Like I never knew what version of myself I was going to get. I yeah. also had very imbalanced hormones at that time. So I think it's interesting, like learning to sync food, exercise and track, it can become much more intuitive. So like once you're tracking, it kind of becomes more intuitive. You don't have to change everything at one time, like you mentioned. No. Yeah, a little bit. And I think important also to bring in a conversation with your partner. Like I used to live with two boys, my partner and my best friend, who were both men. And they once asked me to move out before, week before my period because they're like, you are unbearable. Like, you can you get an Airbnb and just live away for a few days? And I was like, okay, something's got to change because I am a clearly a raging person um so actually when i began learning about my body i invited them into the conversation and i'm like this is i'm in my inner um i like to sort of comment about it as the inner seasons of our body i'm in my inner spring i'm in my inner winter um so they kind of understand it and then whenever these moods would come in they'd be like oh she's in her inner fall like let's let's give her time but they were curious they loved knowing about my cycle Maybe I just thought they loved knowing about my cycle. I'm just going to say they, they love, I love I'm sure they did. It. I'm sure they did. I love talking about it. And honestly, they're so attuned. And sometimes I quiz my partner now. I'm like, which phase is this one? And like, he knows. And I, I talk like after I've done my TED talk, because I had an audience. It was luckily it was a live audience of three, 400 people. And I had so many men that came up to me after and being like, I had no idea. I feel I can better support my wife my partner sister daughter whoever that might be by having this basic understanding what's going on in our body and that was the aim so brilliant <laughs> i love that because my partner too he like has brothers cousins like no like really his mom was like the only woman and we grew up in the south and so it just wasn't really like talked about and he has yeah. learned a lot and he's so proud of it like yeah. i think it's empowering for everyone to know and if you're cycle tracking and using fertility awareness method for birth control, it is a two people job. Like everyone needs to understand. So that's not just on you. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you brought up brothers because I have um, my, my mommy clients and I have this particular mom who is 
brilliant. She's got two little boys and I made this thing for her also she could put it on her fridge like little magnets so she can track and move where she is within her cycle so that it's a very visual explanation to her kids and to her husband and I've added some foods and stuff that she can incorporate so it's super visual but her boys like at three four years old knows if mom is in inner summer if she's in inner spring and like I've like by adding that small little thing to their fridge that's very colorful and fun but we talk about what's happening with mom um, at such a young age. And like those kids are going to have wicked girlfriends. Like they just, they're girl- lucky future girlfriends. They're going to have so much support because they'll be like, well, like you remember how you remember what your mom did when you were little, like this memories stick. So they'd be like, well, mom, my mom did this. And like, this is what happened. And the girls would be like, who are you? Like, this is, this is amazing. We're growing such beautiful gentlemen. So I'm, I'm super happy for her for actually doing that and having those conversations with her children who are boys at such a young age. I think that's amazing. And it makes it fun. And like, yeah, like yeah. Just next generation of like humans is just going to be so much more intuitive and so much more in sync. So that's a really cool um, way of teaching little kids about it. Yeah, because I think it's a, I think learning about your body specifically for women with families, it's a family thing. Like it's not, you shouldn't be alone about it. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we sort of bring in that conversation and we become more compassionate of each other as well, as opposed to like being in school, our period, you're going to get your period, try not to get pregnant, go on birth control and like, don't talk about it too much. So like, as opposed to doing that, rather you're going through inner seasons. It's such a beautiful change. This is what happens. Like, it's the, we're talking about the same thing, but in a, such a different ways that creates that um, creates that awareness and curiosity. Yeah, and I think that's a, the curiosity is a really important part, like wanting to learn more and feeling yeah. excited about this knowledge. Because so many times when I'm talking to people, when I used to work with clients, I'd be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have a period, and I'm really happy about it. Like, I, I don't want it back. I don't like." And it's hard because that's kind of what society's taught us. Like, oh get rid of it. Don't have it. Birth control, disassociate from it. But then you fall in love with your cycle. And I, you said that in your Ted talk and it's just such a beautiful way to put it is like, I actually truly do love my menstrual cycle and you do too. And so it's that curiosity and compassion that really makes us want to learn. hundred percent. And it creates better connection with other women as well. Cause sometimes we have this like oh, this like women against women, but actually this creates so much more understanding and we know why we change. Cause sometimes like, sometimes I would be a bit short with some of my friends and like, but I tell them, I'm like, sorry, just before my period. And it creates that conversation and better connection between each other, which is um, just that womanhood, sisterhood, whatever you want to call it, surrounding yourself with women that are, feel so empowered in their bodies is very special energy. It is. And so this is a big question and we've touched on it a little bit, but like, how do you think learning all of this has changed your life? Um, well, I've got rid of my physical symptoms, like completely. I went from calling an ambulance to noticing my period because I'm like, oh, here you are. Welcome. <laughs> it's like a celebration. That's um, amazing. Quality of life. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> exactly so you no longer so that massively both health and I also our menstrual cycle gives us an immense sort of view into a lens into not just our health but also our work so there are times in our cycle when we're more productive when we're more communicative when we're more um, wanting to analyze things so adapting my work to my cycle allowed me to 
grow my business, allowed me to grow it not at an expense of my energy, but rather work with my energy as opposed to with the 24-hour clock that's given in the day. And I still achieve more, but I achieve it on my clock. I achieve it on my terms. And it's, um, it's pleasant. Like, you know, this flow that we're talking about, that's being in flow with your feminine hormones and working like this. This is what creates that ease that we sometimes want and gets rid of burnout and stress and shame. And I mean, it transformed my life. <laughs> I know it's amazing. When I talk about this to people, they're like, it didn't really change your life. I'm like, it literally changed not to be dramatic. It changed every aspect of my life in a positive way, mm, in a positive way. Exactly. So giving people this small little tips and telling them that it's going to add up and actually believing that like with my clients, I have sometimes they're like, I just don't know if it's going to work for me. I've tried so many things, but I have such a unshakable belief in the fact that I can get them to the level where they are going to feel incredible and empowered within their bodies that I feel like they like, okay, let's try. And then it works every time. That's amazing. Um, And so wrapping up, you know, we've talked about so many beautiful things, but what's like your just advice, like, you know, closing out, if they don't hear anything else from this episode, except for this, what would you like to tell people? Um, The thing that I typically, I typically say as the one thing advice, if you don't track your cycle, begin tracking it so you can be introduced to all this beautiful world and if you track your cycle already if you're somebody that does it on the app get deeper with your practice and begin tracking start with your moods because i think it's a lot of our energies and how we show up in the world changes by how we how we feel inside so begin to track those things so you um you get this deeper understanding with yourself and once you have that you'd be able to show up so much better in the world both for yourself and for others That is such a good answer. And I agree. Like, I just think cycle tracking is such a gift and it's really cool. But one last question that's not on the question list that's prepped ahead of time. So we've talked, yeah, it's a big one. So if you like, everyone's like, okay, give me a minute to think about this. So, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but there is a stigma around periods. We live in a beautiful bubble where I don't always see it, but there is. How do you Mm -hmm. think this stigma around menstruation has actually impacted innovation and women's health? Um, that is a big one. Menstruation. Which affected. to give you a more minute to think, it's like, even when I started this podcast a year and a half ago, I feel like it's changed. So I feel like there's a lot more innovation since then. So if you listen to this for a year from now, these, this answer may be hopefully solved. Yeah. Let's be basic. So for me, like one of the things that I'm doing at the moment is I'm working, um, beginning to work with corporations and big organizations trying to bring in the menstrual cycle awareness. So I have worked in the past with a lot of, um, for a lot of big companies like massive tech giants. And I was in marketing and um, communications. And I like, we would have the wellness days, we would have all this wellness stuff, but we never had menstrual health education. And I want to bring it into work because specifically, actually this almost applies because most of the women that are within the workforce within the next 10 or so years will go through perimenopause. And perimenopause is a massive change in hormones, in behavior, in moods, in like bodies. There's just so much. And women 
prior to doing the research for my TED talk, I've been doing a lot of research as women within workplace and what actually changes. And women are continuously shown as the better leaders, better supporters, better promoters of diversity and inclusion, but they're getting more burnt out. Consistently doubled 50% more than men, women get more burnt out because we work on this 24 hour clock chasing, chasing time. And we don't know why we do it. We don't ask the questions, are we, should, should we be working this? We just do it. We get burnt out. So we lose the talent of people that are actually, I just think the world will benefit from more female leaders, but we're losing the female leaders because they're not understanding their health and they get off the workforce. or they decide to like put a pause in their careers in order to take care of their families, of their health, of symptoms, or whichever that might be. So I'm trying to bring this education and training within uh, within the workplace environment, yet it's very challenging because it's such a stigma. So it's not it's not on the forefront. Currently, the big thing is like anxiety, stress, but it's leading from not understanding our bodies. So it's actually because of the stigma, I find it's a bit of a harder to get buy-in to the companies. It's harder for them to realize that there is so much actually. You there's like. We will immensely help not only women, but also men, those who have those wives and uh, female in their in their lives that they'd like to support. So I think for me, me personally, the way that it affects us, it's really hard for me to talk to organizations because it's not on their top agenda. And I think it comes from the stigma and from like, ooh, like period, great topic. Let's talk about it later. You're like, no, let's talk about it now. So I think the urgency is not there because of the stigma. Um, hopefully, hopefully it changes. That is such an interesting answer. And we've actually never had that specific answer on the podcast. And if you're listening, perimenopause starts as early as 35. Like it's Mm -hmm. not something it's, I feel like a lot of us did. I didn't know that until I was doing more research when we were for Funk It. And like perimenopause happens as early as 35. And really by 40, a lot of those, those shifts are already happening. And think about workforce. It's like the prime age, you know, you're kind of yeah. in those leadership roles and then you're exhausted. So that's a really um, great point. We need to have you back on. We'll do a whole episode on that. That's yeah, like we'll do corporate love. living. That would yeah, be and absolutely. Well, okay. I would love that. We have loved having you on and obviously everyone listening is going to want to learn more. Where can they find you? Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So it's my first name, dot last names in R-M-U-K-H. Um, I'm also pretty active on TikTok. If you're looking for short tips with quick videos, uh, do check out my TED talk and tell me what you think, because, um, a lot of work went into it. And I think I tried to deliver information in a, such a simple manner that a th- three years old would understand it. And yeah, those are probably the two best places to find me is through Instagram, TikTok. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to link your Instagram, your TikTok, and your TED Talk in the show notes so everyone can find you. But thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much, Kate.